0: Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Old Millennials Patreon bonus episodes. As you know, I am your host, one of your hosts. Oh, God. I'll take that one over.
2: I I am one. You can host it all by yourself. I'll just sign (laughs) off right now.
0: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. I am one of your hosts, Emily Bayesian. And
2: I am your other host, Margot Poupard.
0: If you're wondering why you're hearing me kind of struggle today, it's because, you know, it's just been – cancer season has been fucking tough. And, like, I don't know about you, Margot. I mean, I do know because we've
2: talked about it. Like, just cancer season has been a bitch. (laughs) I have gotten my ass kicked in the last couple – like, emotionally, obviously. i gotten my ass kicked in the last couple of weeks. Not because, like, anything necessarily bad has happened, but definitely nothing good has happened. No.
0: <laughs> no. You you know, I, th- I always think with cancer season, because they're my fellow water signs, that they're going to treat – it's going to treat me right. Um, it's going to let me get in touch with, with my good emotions. And it just kind of fucks me up every year. Like, cancer season is upon us, and she is not kind.
2: I guess you're right. Cause it's always around this time of year that I sort of hit like a wall kind of, or just like, I just feel like, what am I doing? Where am I going? Like, what is happening? Not necessarily like, just in general. Cause obviously like w- what's going on and what are we doing? Like globally speaking is, you know, a whole separate issue that we shan't touch, but like yeah, it kind of feels like around this time of year, it's like maybe this is why they call it dog days of summer, where you're just sort of like fuck, like I have to keep, I have to keep on keeping on while everybody else is like in Europe or whatever. So, yeah.
0: I think we need to, as a country, go by the French model: six weeks of vacation, baby. Like, let's all go rent a house in Spain and. Like,
2: take siestas in the middle of the afternoon. Like, I mean, I do that regardless, but that's <laughs> no one needs to tell Space Daddy Bezos that. <laughs> this is pay gated, so they can't hear this shit. So <laughs> that's true. That's true. Until Patreon gets acquired by Amazon. How dare you, Patreon? Don't do it. Do not get acquired by yes. Amazon. I'm, I personally am begging you for my job security. Resist. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a lot to cover. It's, um, right. Because we might be feeling like slightly depressed, but that does not mean that the news cycle will relent because especially this past week, I was, every morning I have a text or some sort of alert that's like, oh, wow. I mean, although, I mean, can we start with what I sent you yesterday? Because that was probably the highlight of my week. Seeing yes. Christy Carlson Romano get paid by Pfizer through Cameo for business to do an <laughs> a vaccination education video. I, I,
0: oh,
2: fire your a, agent, CCR. Does she even have an agent? I think that's I the better question because as I texted you, I have ascended to a different plane. I was legit cry laughing, like which was a nice break from like my regular crying. I was just like in tears, like it's that typical like cameo background of just like plain white. And she's yes. talking to like her front-facing camera, and in my yes. mind's eye, I, I couldn't if this if she wasn't talking about like the benefits of getting vaccinated, which like obviously, I mean we're like two years in here, like how are we not? But fine, okay. Chrissy Carlson Romano is really going to change some like QAnon person's mind, but that's neither here nor there. Um, is she? Ha- what's the audience
0: they're going for here? Is it is it millennials? Uh, is it adults? Maybe adult that's why the used-
2: Maybe that's why they use cameo for business because they're like, fuck it, like we could spend a hundred and fifty dollars on this and it would be fine. But like Cameo for Business is like for a co- like a sales conference. You it's know what I for, mean? It's yes. not for a Pfizer is like a billion dollar company. I, Y'all like, like have a those, conglomerate. Tr- those a purse conglomerate. are tied up tight, my friend. Like that is correct I mean, I don't know. I just I died. The disrespect. Yeah. The lack of legitimacy, I mean, girl... Go the, off, get your money. I don't know. It made me laugh, and then I think the funniest part was having to then explain to Sean why it was so funny, because <laughs> as a person that like he was never really into Disney or whatever, and like definitely missed the like even Stevens time. Yes, I had to explain her whole vlog content and oh, how that God. sort of like, made her relevant. And he's like, "Wait, so she makes her husband walk backwards through the woods while she tells some stupid story about Lindsay Lohan?" I was like, "Yes, exactly." He's like, "Yeah, she deserves cameo for business." And um, you know what? That's the that on that. <laughs> That's the, that on that one.
0: I, you know, you, you reminded me of something. It's actually a great segue into our next topic. Um, I too had to explain something to my significant other Jefferson this weekend. And that is the funny girl drama. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so
2: glad. I know. I already feel the serotonin like elevating in my mind. It was like, "Mm, yes, cover me up. I spent so much time reading that daily beast article. Oh, it felt so good. It's so... No one... I, I had almost forgotten that no one does petty drama like theater and also choir kids, but mostly theater people. Uh, like, you guys uh, are really on one. And it's, I, 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 like, unironically love to see it. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. But, Margot, this... <laughs> I, can't, I mean, I can't help it, I'm it so is about it.
0: drama that I never... No pun intended, that I never knew I needed. Like, mm-hmm. this is just unhinged the level of of like just the the levels this drama goes to the timelines the wildest of it all the ryan murphy (laughs) of
2: it all well yeah i mean we're all connected right through ryan murphy obviously not through like the universe it just shows me that like when people are hypercritical of politics, although it it's very well deserved, I think a part of me is like if you think about it, is anything well run, you know, like no. other than like Oprah's life and like Martha Stewart's life, like you look at the complete mishandling at every fucking level on a Broadway show, like with, I mean, and it's like an expensive Broadway show, it was like a huge deal to bring back Funny Girl because when was the last time it was on Broadway, like in the it 60s 70s? It was 1960s, the
0: yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's been, I think they've done attempts on the West End and other places to do revivals, yes. but it's not since Barbara Streisand like originated the role, and I think they brought in someone to fill in after that. But like, it's really been since the nineteen sixties.
2: So to flub this way is insane. And like, I don't know. I I guess I wasn't really. We knew that Beanie Feldstein wasn't getting good reviews, but uh, as not a Broadway like a super big Broadway fan, I wasn't really sure what that meant. Right? Like, people get bad reviews all of the time. It doesn't really necessarily. (sighs) I wouldn't say it doesn't mean anything, but like, what does it mean in Broadway speak? Like, what is that? How does that have an effect so on the show?
0: It's been very interesting. So, the, you know, I've listened to clips of her sing, and she does have that Broadway nasal voice, and she does, she has it a lot more so than a Leah Michelle. Or her um, understudy, who is, I believe, Julie Benko is the name of the understudy everyone talks about. Yes. Okay. So uh, I think one of the things here is I have not confirmed this 100% yet, but are her parents, are Beanie Feldstein's parents actually producers on this? Because I've looked everywhere for proof, and it's been very... back and forth like some people are like yeah they're producers like that's why she got the role it's a nepotism baby thing like and other people are like no that's a lie like i still have not confirmed if that is actually the case but that's been a big part of it that this was a whole nepotism baby thing and that like Mm
2: -hmm. i i have not i did not see that and i don't I don't think that her parents are producing. I don't think, I think so either. I think it's strictly so. The thing that I, and this will, I promise this will all tie back. I think it has everything to do with the agent that she shares oh, with yes. Leah Michelle, right? Yes. Because as I was listening to Who Weekly, and they were talking about how it, it kind of makes sense because, like, if they're, I wouldn't say they're trying to position her to be like sort of a Julia Roberts, but she just kind of had like a banner year, right? Like she had some great movie roles. She was Monica Lewinsky. She was sort of yeah. riding high. And maybe – she did musical theater in the past as a kid. She like did. I don't really know. Okay, great. So she, yes. so musical theater is her is one of her great loves or whatever. And she has a lot of star power. And I think Broadway, especially coming out of, out of um lockdown, quarantine, pandemic, because we are still currently in a pandemic, that they were thinking in order to get butts and seats, you need like you need a, a big, big name. name, star you need power, a big job, regardless. Yep. Of whether or not um, she has any real like singing talent or whatever. Cause clearly she has the acting chops, right? She, but like, everybody yeah. is totally different.
0: And here's the interesting thing. So, even years ago, in terms of the banner years that Beanie had leading up to this, she was a feature, she was one of the featured actors in Hello Dolly and she got rave oh. reviews. So, in that, it well, makes tons of sense yes. because. Yeah, yes. the Hello
2: with Dolly revival was—I mean, over Funny Girl was definitely the only one that I had cared about in the and, recent past, and I totally forgot she was in. That. And
0: she was got rave reviews for that role; like people thought she had been well, snubbed that, out of a Tony nomination. So for that her, fully
2: explains it. That it
0: explains, and I think what some people have said because TikTok has give me, given me nothing but those these videos for the last uh, week um this show the original production of funny girl was not built like this but in this revival they kind of built it as like a show where they kind of explained it as like she is just kind of presented in a new outfit sits down sings her part and it's like it's been tailored to her personality and that works when you're like an older campy actor and like people know you for these things but i think she is not old enough yet to have that kind of a show like production around her kind of like that she is very talented musically acting wise she's very funny and comedic i just don't think this was the right production for her and i think you bring up with this daily beast article what was really interesting about what that insider said is that they um they had an opportunity because when you know reviews do come in, there are opportunities to you know reframe shows. Like you can go back and workshop it a bit. You can do stuff with it. And they, the production team, just really didn't do much with it. They just kind of doubled down. And and to the point of that insider said, like they were not protecting her. They were not doing enough in that sense. And they probably should have either talked about you know how do they reframe this to showcase her better, or you know taken her out of the role early on, which was the other thing that this insider brought in. Um the other thing that that's interesting to me and I think Bobby Finger put it best was like they've there's been a lot of blame on this on Julie Banco
2: posting on her Instagram whenever she's about to go I on it. So nonsense and, and again nonsense. comes down to it comes down to like the the behind the scenes and like the producers. Yes. If yes. there is no protocol in place for what you shouldn't shouldn't be doing on in social media, then it's she's the fucking understudy that you she, barely ever get the chance to shine. It has shine. It's not your fault. But, it's not her fault. I mean, like they said multiple times, and you've already said, like in the Daily Beast article, they didn't do a good job of protecting Beanie in any sort of way. And I think that, I mean, we're very familiar with rejection. I mean, that fucking reductor's headline from the other day about, like, oh, this woman. Does exposure therapy for failure by failing constantly? Like, yeah, it it takes a fucking mental toll on you. Like, even if that's your whole job or whatever. And so even though I'm sure Beanie was, like, supportive and happy for her understudy, how does that make you feel if you've gotten negative reviews the whole time? Everyone's talking about how great you are and people should go see the show again if they've already seen it with your understudy because she's so much better than you. You know what I mean? I think the real shit of it all, though, was how they mishandled the Leah Michelle thing, mostly because – to me, when they announced that Beanie was going to leave, I think it was like at the end of September. I yes. was like, "Well, then it's obviously going to be Leah Michelle." There's not, there's no way because Leah Michelle no had been on a fucking comeback tour since yes. that Spring Awakening doc came out, and it made her look very good. And she just, she, she's smartly. Laid low for the last few years, had a baby, had, but also like didn't bother doing any personal growth. Like I know you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, and for the one and a half people that listen to this Patreon that do, we'll totally understand that Leah Michelle and Stassi, Stassi yeah. have have had the exact same trajectory in the sense totally. that they literally learned not one thing from why they got quote unquote canceled, which is I do not believe in cancel culture. It's not true. Like you just didn't work for a while. It, you guys are not barred from never working again, as no. is very clear like no Stassi had she bought her way into a best-selling New York Times book and Leah Michelle fucking talked about how Jonathan Groff looked at her vagina with a desk lamp and all of a sudden like now she's like allowed to be funny girl again and whether or not she's the right fit for it which i think she's been very bald in her wanting this role from Jump Street since glee you know yeah. i what i think is the most telling is that Jane Lynch quit as well at the same time and also <laughs> moved up her her date for leaving as well. And that should tell you everything you need to know about Leah Michelle. So and, and, and the I think fact that she's
0: t- rehearsing um on a like a stage somewhere else.
2: Like she is did not you, re- yes. Did you see that tweet where someone's like, So we'll never know if she can we'll read? We'll never know if she can read. <laughs> I mean, there's like, I Oh, sorry, just yes. last thing about Leah Michelle is that regardless of your feelings about her or whatever she's doing and how this whole thing is taken over the entire, the entirety of the production rests on her little bitchy diva shoulders. Right? Like if she does well, then like she has fully cemented her, her quote unquote comeback. And it is over for you hoes. If she does poorly and the ticket sales are bad. Well, then she's utterly <laughs> so, fucked, fucked. Like they, for real fucked for because real this fucked. is what she's good at supposedly. Right? Like this right. is where she got her start. Oh, she Spring awakening is her shit. She's a fucking full blown theater look, kid. So if she blows it; she's screwed. But I don't think she's going to. I think it's. I going don't to think be, she is either. I, I think, think this is it, it for her. Like
0: planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. This She's, is it for her. This is it for her. I just hope for for her own sake that uh, in this process, in these rehearsals, once she does start rehearsing with the cast, that she does not, like, showcase that same behavior from the Glee sets. And she, you know, like... I think she's going to, they're already reporting that ticket sales have gone up. Like it's, 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 it's already showing like people want to see this, um, whether they are going because they love yeah, her but or love to hate her.
2: Exactly. Is it going to last? That's my no, whole question. Right. you don't know. Right? And like, we'll is, it gonna, is it going to, is it going to peter out? I, because like first week sales, you know, that, that only counts for so much. Like she has to carry on this whole run five or four nights a week for the next three, four five months. So yeah. we'll see.
0: We'll see. I will say like to end this on a happy note, I'm excited (laughs) to see Tova Feldsha in the, as a replacement for Jane Lynch. Um, I loved her on crazy ex-girlfriend as Rebecca's mom. She's a Broadway legend. I, she does Jewish mother, like no other, because like she's just incredible. And I, I I can't say enough good things. I think she's going to be phenomenal in this role. And, um, I think she'll be a good replacement.
2: I think she will too. I I don't know. I mean, you know, keep your eyes on this space for more. I just also thought like the rollout and the announcement, it was like telling you the most obvious thing. You know, you're just like, you guys, the whole thing has just been mishandled from fucking here to hell. But we love to watch (laughs) things go down in flames and seeing things going down in flames. We can talk about this just super briefly because it's been on my mind Jen Shaw of Real House of Salt Lake City I mean, changed her plea to guilty, the the plea that we all knew that she was supposed to be entering instead of uh, guilty of being shaw Let's
0: just nullify the entire season two story arc, shall, or like part two well, of the season two story arc.
2: I guess maybe you're not as familiar with the New Jersey of it all. Like, you know.
0: Oh, yes. I, Teresa, like, yeah. Well, I know so not she,
2: she was definitely denied till you die. And then she was like, JK, I'm going to jail. Well, like, I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny, but like. No, I know. But it's very much the same thing. But the one thing that I think is hilarious, you know, not well, hilarious from like a um, very divorced from reality (laughs) sort of way is that they just wrapped all of season three. And so, like, what is Jen doing all of season three? Right. Like, is she like how is she addressing this upcoming trial? Like, I know that everybody's really disappointed that we're not going to get a trial because that thing would have been a complete disaster, yeah. right? Like what is your fucking defense? And I genuinely I wanted Stu Chain's her old assistant who already flipped on her. I was really looking forward to hearing his testimony just because that man knows where all of those fucking bodies oh, are yeah. buried. So oh, the fact yeah. that she entered in a plea deal, it's like at least she's like in touch A little bit in reality like she obviously was lying and she must have been she she obviously was a professional liar in her job so i don't know why anybody's surprised but season three is she just going to be like i'm innocent i'm innocent and innocent and then at the reunion be like jk i'm going to jail for almost 14 years
0: i feel like salt lake city for being one of the newest franchises in in housewives almost like did a an abridged version of like the highlights that come up in every F- housewives franchise like they sped <laughs> up the process that mm-hmm. normally takes a few seasons to get into I, I i'm i'm just constantly impressed like that bravo somehow picked this assortment of women and it just Sparks like flying everywhere. Like, who is more guilty in this case? Like, you know, will they come for Mary M. Cosby at one point? Like, I don't. I mean,
2: I I very much felt like when she entered in that plea deal, I was like, I need Andy and a camera at Maryam oh. Cosby's house because do you yes. remember that moment from last season where Mary's <laughs> sitting on a bed with Jen? She's like, I pray to God you're guilty. I mean, not guilty. It's like. <laughs> It's truly one of my favorite moments of all time she's like <sighs> it's it's true like we all know you're like I think the thing is like we all know and the thing that really got me was like the night before she enters in this plea deal. she's been in New York for like this little mini cast trip with Heather Gay and Meredith and then that one that kind of looks like Sarah Paulson who also kind of looks a little bit like Whitney like she looks like Whitney and Sarah Paulson mixed together anyway mm-hmm. they're all out or whatever and people are like talking shit to Meredith I assume people, Bravo fans are wild are talking shit to Meredith and she posts something on her stories like it was very like sheer horror with like last I checked it doesn't say RSVP on the Statue of Liberty she was like last oh, yeah. I checked I Innocent, live in America so, yeah. exactly it's like well bitch, she's <laughs> been guilty the whole fucking time so don't you look like a Dumbass. Like it just, <laughs> it really was like this, this sort of like perfect, like cinema verite that like you truly cannot script, you truly cannot write. Like I just, I live, I live. That was so good. I'm glad that Jen did the right thing. I wonder how much longer Coach Shaw is going to stay around for. And obviously, I feel horrible for her kids. She has I know. Her her older, super hot son is already in med school, and hopefully he's okay. But she does have, like, a 15-year-old, you know? Yeah. He's already had a fucking gun pulled on him by a goddamn SWAT team. Like, this poor kid does not need any more strife. But, you know, sentencing is in November, so, like, at least she gets to go to BravoCon. Like, I know some people are really upset that she's still going to be filming or whatever, but she's got to pay back those victims. and. I genuinely feel the worst for her mom who emptied out her fucking 401k and all her savings for her guilty, guilty daughter. Like, hopefully that didn't really happen and that was just for the cameras.
0: It breaks my heart because, like, clearly, like, her, you know, family, like, came to Utah for opportunities. Like, all the sacrifices her parents must have made coming to Utah and everything like that. And the amount of racism that they had to endure. And the amount of racism they absolutely encountered along the way. And now to have, you know, doubled down on your daughter and to try to support her by, like, giving up your entire savings to fund her fees. Like, it's just – it's heartbreaking for this mother and just, like –
2: I mean it's cra- – like the amount of money like, – I, I don't even – like does she even have it? She's got to pay $6 million right now and then she's got to pay $9 million in restitution. I mean like, she
0: clearly doesn't because she had to downsize so much in
2: season two as they were going through all that. That was like, like for lawyer. I mean I don't know. I think some of it is difficult at least to me to parse of like what's reality for the show and what's reality for your life. But I mean there are court documents that were saying that she's got like a bunch of money in some offshore accounts. So maybe she's fine. I mean I don't know. But – yeah. To me, the main priority, I don't know if necessarily jail is going to do anything for her. You know what I mean? Like, other than fuck up her family. I mean, I'm not saying that what she did was good or that she shouldn't be, you know, held accountable at all. But what I am saying is that, like, you know, paying back the victims is kind of, like, the biggest thing right now. But we'll yeah. see. I mean, her and – oh, my God. I just – I am just feel – right now, it's hard not to feel robbed of Stu Chain's testimony because I just really want to understand the scam,
1: and yes. maybe there's a
2: new Hulu doc in the works, like who knows, but
1: who anyway, knows? that was,
2: you know, that rocked our little Bravo world. <laughs> Indeed. For sure. I felt very much like Lisa Barlow, like I am shaking. I am f- physically shaking. I need to call one of my nine lawyers. Speaking- <laughs>
0: but, but speaking of Hulu and drama, mm-hmm. um, quickly touch upon our Emmy nominations and uh, any standouts to you quickly or any um, well- that you're just like was a complete
2: snub. See, I don't think that's – I don't – I genuinely don't believe in snubs. People who think that – I don't think that things get snubbed. Like, I just don't think it's like that. Like, you're like, oh, like, Stranger Things got snubbed. I'm like, well, first of all, Millie Bobby Brown's a horrible actor, and so she didn't get snubbed for shit. And also, the show is all – like, it's all effects. It's technical like, it's, effects. Yeah, so that's fine. Um, The only thing that kind of, like, get got stuck in my craw a little bit is that, like, I – Fucking love succession. Okay. Like, I am a huge su- succession stan. Obviously, I talk about it, I analyze it. I think everybody is insanely talented, but they're nominating like two, three people from that show in one category. I just think yeah. that that's personally fucking insane. Like, it's insane. I don't get that. Like, you're telling me that at peak TV time, yeah. That you guys can't think of one other actor other than fucking uh Greg the Egg. Like, I'm not saying that he's the bad actor. I actually think that Greg's great. Um, All I'm saying, and I'm not saying that's not deserved. I'm just saying that, like, if you have, you know, like, Brian Cox and Jeremy Strong and Kieran Culkin, like, all in the same category, like, doesn't one cancel out the other? Like, uh, it, that's it, a little tough. But It's a little tough. My joy is seeing... um. A bunch of people from abbott elementary getting nominated Me i too. and i and i get that quinta is the first black woman to be nominated for three different Emmys, but so is nicole byer and i feel like nicole byer gets left out a lot of things even though she's definitely done a lot and so she got nominated for best writing for her special her comedy special bbw got nominated and nailed it and so like i think that that's incredible and i i'm like a huge nicole byer fan i've never made that a secret but i i really appreciate nicole byer just because I've been following her career since like fucking girl code and I know how and I know how hard she fucking works. Yeah. So I just am like so impressed and inspired by her. But also like I love Janelle James. Like I think she's like one of the fucking funniest stand up comedians. Like I'm so stoked that she's getting the recognition that she deserves and is getting nominated for Emmys like pumped for Jennifer Coolidge, pumped for Natasha Rothwell. Like I think a lot of great people got nominated, but now it's going to be like splitting hairs kind of shit. I
0: seriously like so I wonder 100% agree with you. I think the thing for me like i've followed quinta Prenson since she was at buzzfeed like mm-hmm. i watched her content yeah people be different. So, so i just for me like I, I i i'm so impressed by her success and like she is just so smart and so good mm-hmm. at writing and i just and acting and i just i, I mean i love Abbott elementary
2: like it yeah. truly was the feel-good show i didn't even know i needed like and i and it's so it's not even like a, i don't know I just, I just i just really appreciate the show and i love all the actors well, that she has on it.
0: lee ralph got nominated yes I, speaking of Broadway, like who I adore, like I uh, just enough nothing but good things. Like, um, I was also happy to see Sydney Sweeney got nominated not once but twice. Like I for White um, Lotus
2: and what's the other one? And Euphoria. Euphoria is such a bad show. I'm so sorry. I and, know, like, but like I was cool. White
0: Lotus. I was happy about her White Lotus her nomination White Lotus
2: because she was excellent in white she Lotus. was excellent
0: and euphoria is just like a downer for me so i watched you know half the first season and afterwards like i had to walk away because i'm like this is oh. I, watched,
2: someone put it- <laughs> I watched all of season two um and i watched all i watched watched mostly all of season one and again my problem with euphoria is like it is such a shittily written show and it is all about vibes and it's what's just his face nepo sam whatever oh Yuki god yeah Levinson. Truly gets by like I'm glad that all of the actors get nominated because – all of the actors on Euphoria are what make that show because it's 100% not the fucking writing. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Because there are things I, that make absolutely no sense. There's like so much like nonsense, nudity, and like bullshit. It's and, gratuitous and weird and like uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> and so like Alexia Demi, Sydney Sweeney, Zendaya, um, even Storm Reed, who doesn't get enough to do but is great. She doesn't. Oh, Coleman She's Domingo, great. who's Zendaya's dad. I love him. Like I could, I mean, he truly, I could listen to him read a fucking phone book. He's like such a gorgeous voice. And he's I just mean, such yeah. a great actor where he's like, he, I mean, I don't. Did you see Zola? He's like incredible. I just, I find him to be, um, like this perfect mix of like charismatic and charming, but like absolutely terrifying because you have no I, idea what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, so I still haven't seen Zola, but I need to, obviously. Um, yeah, I just, you're right. It's okay, you're, but it's um, uh, Euphoria is definitely like an acting show for me over the writing. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. Terms of Nepo babies who got to be showrunners, like I will always pick Dan Levy over Sam Levinson,
2: like one million, jillion percent, (laughs) like because at least Dan Levy knows how to write a fucking show.
0: Pretty much. Um, In terms of other things, I just want to say like we predicted so much of that uh, miniseries. We called that entire
2: category. I
0: mean, the only one we didn't get, I think, was uh, Anne Hathaway. Like that was really the one. I won't call it a snub, but like the only one where I was like, I would have put her in that category. I wonder Um,
2: how many people actually watched We Crash because I don't think a lot of many. I think.
0: I think you're right. And I think like with the Jaro of it all, I think people are kind of turning on him. Like he, he had, he's had. People have
2: been turned on
0: him. But I know we have, we have. I think society as a
2: whole has been turned on him for quite some time. I think it was around the time that he was, I think when everybody found out that he sent Viola Davis, like a bunch of weird shit while as the Joker, everyone was like, absolutely not. You will not be talking to or treating Viola Davis this way at all. I think everybody turned on him after that. But um, I finished Severance, and so I think all of the Severance noms are super well deserved, especially mm-hmm. Patty Arquette is. Oh, she, she is. Oh, what a fucking freak I mean, on that show. But I gripping <laughs>
0: from the first episode, like she makes the pilot. Mm-hmm. She makes the pilot. Well, for her me. and
2: Adam Scott, because Adam Scott, I haven't seen him act like this in a really long time. He really, like he's so forget, good.
0: He has such good depth, and like I just, stellar performances all around. Like, can't say enough things.
2: But that was um, another thing where like there was the double nom where it was like it seemed like people couldn't fucking make up their mind of like, mm-hmm. oh, do we nominate John Turturro? Or do we nominate Christopher Walken? Let's yeah. give it to everybody. It's like, just pick one, please just pick one. Pick they won't one. take it personally. I promise you they're actors. It's okay.
0: And you just heard a preview of one of our latest Patreon episodes. Yes, that's right. We have an old millennial cinematic universe over at Patreon. For $5 a month, you get two pieces of content from us Usually that can be an episode, maybe two episodes. Sometimes you'll get a newsletter about our latest obsessions, but come join us over there. If you want to hear us talk about more than just, you know, the 90s and 2000s, we'll talk about what we're watching or streaming. We might be check, talking about the latest celeb gossip, like what you just heard. Um, but either way, uh, we think you really enjoy this. And again, for $5 a month, you get all sorts of great content from us. If you're interested in joining, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash Old Millennials Pod and become a member today. Thanks so much. Bye.